Greetings and welcome to episode 272 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly video game podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, joined, as always, by Daffy Moody. Mm, it's Monday, I have to change that. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen and everyone. It's a new Funko Pop, Ahsoka style! <laughs> It's like a toy podcast at this point. It's great. I love it. I buy a Funko Pop and I show it. I have to. (laughs) Even when we try not to let him, he still does it. (laughs) But it's not just us, Moody. I know. We've got people. I know. Other people. Amazing people. Some some might say they're pretty glorious. I, I I think you're right. I think you're right. We've got Joseph Moran. I hope I pronounced that right. And Kyle Stevenson. The hosts of, and I, I fucked this up last week, the hosts of a trophy room, the, the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast. This t shirt that I'm wearing. Nailed it. Hey, looking good. <laughs> what up? Hello. I'm happy Hello. Same. Wow. Well, oh, it's fantastic. We've got the PlayStation dudes to talk Xbox. It's perfect. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. Like, this is so surreal to me right now to have everybody together. Like, I uh-huh. watch your podcast. Yeah. And now I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we talk on a regular basis. I mean, you know, we do, don't worry. Yeah. We do. We do. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm it's still. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice, calm discussion. Which will anger no one. Absolutely no one. No, no one could possibly get angry. But nope. before on. we jump in and chat, yeah. where can everybody find you guys? Kyle, you want me to take this? Yeah, you want. No, I do it all the time. You do it. You, and every single time we're on a podcast together, you always kick it to me. So I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation, you can follow at PS Trophy Room on Twitter and the Trophy Room a PlayStation podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcast services. Personally, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. KSEP. Um, and Joe is over there at Mr. Bedbit. Did not realize once I changed my name that we were combined forces with the Mr. Twitter handles. That was a happy accident, but it works. It yeah. blends together. Synergy. 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 Yes. Synergy. Love it. That's amazing. I have things. That is amazing, yes. I have all these notes here in front of me. I should probably read some of them. Am I right in thinking this week it's the beginning of U.S. Hispanic Heritage Month? It is, yes, on the 14th, I believe. Cool. The 14th of September to the 14th of October. Wow, that's awesome. I I have no idea what that is. Uh, It's pretty much a way for... Us Hispanics, Latino, uh, Latinx folks to, uh, you know, honor our history and uh, understand it and bring it to the forefront. Um, You know, Hispanic heritage, there's a lot that goes into it. um, And it means something differently depending on what region you're in. You know, this, you know, Hispanics range from people in Europe all the way from people in Asia and so there's a lot to highlight that people don't know the good the bad and the ugly in our history and it's always an excellent way to kind of educate one another and educate ourselves on that history so that we become hopefully better people in in that so that's what I want to bring out to the forefront because for me I'm very lucky 
being a Hispanic because I'm part Spaniard and I'm part Puerto Rican. And I get to pass as white a lot of the times. Uh, so I I don't get the the glares. I don't get the, you know, the the questionable looks. But, you know, my other side of the family, who are darker skinned, do get those looks. So throughout my life, I've always realized that my my cousins always got treated differently than us. And I never really truly understood that until my late teens. So for me, it's, uh, it's important to realize that even if you are passing as, as white here in the States, there's a lot to it. Like, for example, my true name should be uh, Joseph Martin Moran Mendez. But my dad chose my mother's name because it sounded Irish. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I, I take my story and I correlate it to someone like Martin Sheen, whose real name is Emilio Estevez Sr. And he, back in the day, he used to not get work. Um, and he was a terrific actor, right? I mean, this is yeah. the elusive man himself from Mass Effect 2. And his agent literally told him, no one's going to book you with that name. And someone's yelling my name right now. Okay. And so, oh, one sec, one yeah, sec. Yeah, yeah, this, one this sounds important. I hope your house isn't on fire or something. I hope not as well. Uh, but to go off what Joseph said, like I think it's like for a white person in general, like when we don't, when we don't realize things, we don't yeah, at all, all especially from any man marginalized uh, uh, people at all. We don't, we don't, we don't realize it until we see it, and it's heartbreaking when we do see it, but. Oh, Go on, only a Puerto Rican mother, only a Puerto Rican mother. <laughs> so, you know, to continue my story, um, his booking agent literally told him, no one's going to book you with that name. And so he literally changed his name to get a job in Hollywood. And he took his parents to see his first play as, as the opening guy. And he pointed out the billboard. He's like, look, dad, that's my name up there. It's me. And he's like, that his, his father looked in disappointment. He said, that may be you, but it's not your name. And that's the sad realism is that even on paper, we have to work to get ahead or just to not even get ahead to be on the same playing field. So it's always something to kind of realize. And, you know, I, I respect people that are way more out open uh, and fighting every day for that type of equality. So, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Very thankful. And I'm sorry for about Puerto Rican mother in the background. That's fine. I'm, I'm really I said sorry. I, wanted to do a, well. I said I wanted to do a five-person podcast before, so let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Bring her in. Get her in here. What, how, does <laughs> she like PlayStation? Sonic 2 comes out. When Sonic yes. 2 comes out, Joe and Mama Vedvit needs to come on and talk about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you told me that you, you, you had a, a bad throat and I made you speak for the uninterrupted for the beginning of the podcast oh, i'm good i'm lubricated i got i got tea and i got water i'm fine let's say lubricated yeah, right lubricated. now not after you last night yeah, that's a good one that's a good yeah we had that one already <laughs> for context amy's name on the mongus was lubricated oh. last night we were just like oh no oh no of all, of all the things of all the things because because we had elfie um in our in our among us game who was he was also like had a cold, and of all the things mm -hmm. Keith could have said, it was make sure you you stay lubricated. 
Yeah. Oh, no, friends, yeah. Oh, so bad. What was so much fun. Cheers. Ah, that word's following Cheers me. Cheers. Dead. Cheers. That word's following yeah. me around. Um, thank you for that oh, story. That was that. awesome. Cheers. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But should we just get into it? Should we just talk about PlayStation? Because now we, we've only got you for a yeah. little bit. So yeah. that was there was a PlayStation showcase. There it was on was. Thursday. I was trying to remember what day it was. It was on Thursday. Yeah. I'm I, I'm well prepared for this. This is great. <laughs> um, it went down really well with no contentiousness on the internet whatsoever. No one was arguing about anything. No one, no one's comment section got flooded with. No shit. Um, mm-hmm. couldn't be us. No, couldn't couldn't be you guys. You guys no. like the best PlayStation podcast sure. on the internet. It's true. So that's actually a fact. It's facts. Facts. It's facts. That's facts. 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 Yeah. Um, so, what everybody think of it? Can I Just go like first? Just like overall thoughts. Of course you can. Because I need to apologize to the internet. Because I feel like a lot of people have been dunking on me. And what I mean a lot, it's really more like a dozen. So, like, I need to chill out with the verbiage. But I feel like I chose the wrong words when I first introduced my my feelings into this showcase. Because I said, ah, it's like a six. This had to be their worst showcase since the flute guy. And I don't stand by those words anymore. Not because I got the hate, but I do come to an understanding that for PlayStation, I do think this is the, their their worst showcase. And I know that's very violent verbiage, but it's just how I feel. You know, when we take a look at what we think a PlayStation showcase is, we do think of like the 2016 year of dreams. Uh, even last year's showcase was phenomenal, um, and it showed you things in the very present, in the near future, and the far future, where this showcase didn't show us what's near. They just showed us what's in the future and the far future. And I think when it comes to the what's near, it's a lot of retreading on things like GTA V, Deathloop. Um, and third-party stuff that we know is coming to other platforms. So although I think this is the the weaker show of the past few years, I still think it's a very good show and one of the best this year. And I, I stand by what Kyle's original thoughts are. Is like, if I had to rate this a number, which I shouldn't have done. Never, never put a number on for me. Never. Never. <laughs> no, it's, but I'm, I'll do it now. Make that mistake again. Nothing like falling into a bear trap <laughs> and then just falling into another one immediately afterwards. Um, is like this is a like a seven point five, very good, a C plus, low B even. This is still a a, a very good showcase. Not great because I I literally I looked at how many minutes went by where I was bored to death and it was 15 minutes of that, technically 20 if you add the intro. It's like 20 minutes of me being bored. And uh, and so I think the pacing was wrong. To quote Blessing, friend of the show, he, he actually said it perfect. It felt like 30 minutes was the pre-show and 10 minutes was the real show. And so like, to me, I think... Accurate. Yeah, I think that's how I feel as well. I think he he pinpointed my feelings to a T. So I thought this was a very good showcase, but still for PlayStation standards, a bit weak. So come at me, Internet. I'll fight you. <laughs> you and I will jump in front of you and yeah. shield you. <laughs> come through <laughs> us. This is, this is our podcast. You can fight <laughs> us first. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, I kind of echo Joe's sentiments a little bit. Um, it's definitely not the strongest PlayStation show they've ever done, but I think that's just more for my personal taste and what I want from a show and what games I want to see. And the one thing I thought afterwards, because I did rewatch this showcase like three or four times, because that's what I do is I watch other people react to the shows like immediately afterwards. It's just like something I really enjoy. <laughs> and... The thing that got me even more excited are like the things that we didn't even see, knowing mm. that they're still coming, like uh, the, whatever Sucker Punch is working on next, and whatever Naughty Dog is putting out, whatever Factions turns out to be. Like, there's more of the unknown that is still exciting, and like Joe said, we still have like a lot of far future things in Spider-Man Two and Wolverine, which are which is super super cool. Um, and, like, yeah, could they have spread out the PlayStation stuff a little bit more and sprinkled it in? Would that have made a better show pace-wise? Possibly. But that was a real power move to have all those trailers and the show. Because mm -hmm. that is what a lot of people remember from the show are those what were the four trailers at the end mm -hmm. of PlayStation Studios and then the KOTOR in the beginning. Yeah, And then there's just a lot of things in the middle that just weren't my weren't my jam other than project eve and um oh my god i'm blanking on the other one for spoken thank you for spoken got you got you buddy. yeah which finding out afterwards that amy henning helped write that game oh boy wait Ooh. did she did yeah she, she did Ooh. gary gary Witta, amy henning bear mccreary is coming back to do Fuck. the music who's god of war um, oh, okay. Hey, we. We're smoking. It's like, like, we just might be going up a little bit now. Shooting I'm just up the move. ranks. I'm just going to move this up. <laughs> Changing my number as we speak, Amy. <laughs> um, my overall thoughts is that I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty much right there with you. As I thought it was like, like I, I joke and I joke and me and Amy did get aggressive towards me over on, on, on our private messenger. I, I jokingly said, well, that beginning trailer was better in the Matrix trailer because I didn't like that Matrix trailer personally. It just didn't work for me. But not, personally, this year, not a lot of trailers have worked for me, Joseph. The so. hallway, the hallway, like, like that didn't, that, that blew my no. mind. Where no, the agent goes through the door and it's just awesome. like, hey. We saw. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I've got I'm other sorry people to call on your bullshit with me this week. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the no, yeah. chick that I'm in love with, she jumps on a roof <laughs> and she breaks part of it and leaps off. Oh, my goodness. And like, then it goes into Kota. And I was like, oh, look, this film. Star Wars? Who is this? <gasps> and then you, go, then you go for a nap. <laughs> and then you come back. And then they show you obviously Wolverine, and you go, "What? Nice!" Especially because it's Insomniac. Insomniac are doing so like they're turning themselves into basically the, the it studio for Sony right now, and yeah. which is crazy to think, especially with all the great studios Sony have. And then you go into a, like a ten minute Gran Turismo advert, which was like, "Why did you suck all the energy out? How did you do this?" And then you go to the two killer ones with Spider Man and obviously Ragnarok at the end. Which were really great. I'm excited for those games, but yeah, I'm right there with you. It's like it was a, it was a good conference, but we've seen better and we felt better. Where we're literally screaming from the rooftops saying this was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I and the one thing that irks me a little bit because we said the same. It's like wow, Insomniac don't stop. Like they never have. Yeah. Like f from '98 from till what is it? 
till 2009, they've put out a, a game a year. Like they're, they're a powerhouse studio that knows what they do, do it well, do it efficient enough that they can make those games super fast. So, and, and have a lot of teams working on said games. And so to me, I'm, I'm, though I'm surprised at seeing all the Insomniac stuff, a part of me isn't because it's just like, yeah, this is what they do. They're really good yeah. at it. Let's be honest here. We're probably going to see Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 be playing those games before we see whatever Naughty Dog are doing next. Well, and as much yeah, as I true, love Naughty true. Dog, <laughs> before we get factions. Year, like, the last <laughs> part two was my game of the year last year. I adored that game, but we ain't going to... We might see factions, but that, I'm not interested in that personally. But when it comes to their next real thing, big thing, whatever the hell it is, like I think it's rumors to be like a medieval thing I think I've seen online or something. Ooh. But like... Whatever that is, we're not seeing it until probably by the end of PlayStation 5's life cycle, probably not our bloody look, which would be which would be a you should be able to buy one by then as well. Possibly, I mean, yes, I might be able to get one. I've got an Xbox on the way, which is fantastic. I got the Halo version. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Um, yeah, like my my thoughts, I tweeted out my thoughts as I always do because I have just I'm unfiltered on Twitter, and I was just like, it was fine. Like the the games. For the most part, like the the actual like games that they were showing was like this is cool. Or with in the case of say GTA Five, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a nap now. But like I don't know, it was the presentation itself for me where I was just like, you know, like eh, there wasn't anything like to really grab me. Like, mm. and it's not in terms of the quality of the games, right? Because like Ragnarok, Wolverine, Spider Man Two, those are all great announcements. But I'm not going to be playing any of those for a few years. So what's That's the thing? My that, other thought too. Yeah, what's yeah. the thing that grabs me and says, "Hey, this is why you have a PS5. This is why you stayed up and and refreshed a page for four hours because you're not getting those four hours back. This is why you did it." And I was like, "There wasn't really anything <laughs> there for me." Yeah. Apart from the game I, where I, you turn, or you can possess a crab and play ukulele. Yeah. That was my. That, that was uh, cute. That game's awesome. Yeah. I was like, that was the game I was excitedly tweeting about after the show. To me, I feel the same way where it's like, cool, God of War theoretically is coming out next year. Theoretically, we're taking their word for it. We don't know what the global panorama has in store for us. But when it comes to Spider-Man and Wolverine, as I live and breathe, that's like three, four years out, you know? Like that's why when they said 2023, didn't they? they 2023, but they say that, do they mean it? Like they said, God of War is coming out 2021. They don't mean, they don't, uh, a lot of people don't realize that whenever a company puts out a, a year, like they just throw out a year, that's them just literally fishing for (laughs) pre-orders. Like that's not a real fixed number. So, or, or, or hype even not, not doing a cyberpunk thing. uh, I get it. Exactly. Hopefully not, though. <laughs> don't don't bring up Cyberpunk right now. <laughs> sorry, Amy. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> We're having a good show. <laughs> We're having a nice conversation. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't forget, like we are getting Horizon in February, mm-hmm. so that is pretty close. And it's... as much as it's not our thing, GT Seven yeah. is huge. Could I say something much. about that, Kyle? Yeah, go and and usually I I talked about my problem with them repeating shit constantly. Um, that was one thing I think they should have repeated because they horizon. just changed the date, and they should have just showed you know fifteen seconds even thirty seconds, yeah. 
Horizon February. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. It's like, it's the game that's, it's the next next game. So, like, mm-hmm. it would have made sense to just go, he, and here's what you can play in February. Boom. Yeah, I, I think that would have been fantastic. There are a lot of changes I think I would have made as far as, like, I felt like a lot of the trailers mm-hmm. were a little long. Like the GT, that Deathloop trailer should have just been like a quick thirty seconds. Boom! It's out soon. It's out on Tuesday. Not like a, not like a full thing where a like potentially huge spoiler is just sprinkled in there, um, mm-hmm. that caught us by surprise. And and the fa- like, I think of the PlayStation shows that I fully, fully love and goosebumps from start to finish. And I think of the year at PSX where they started with the Lost Legacy. Yes. And then they ended with Last of Us Part Two. That was why a, did I you know. not start with Spider Man Two and end with Wolverine? As like if if you had a studio that had two things you're gonna show off, space them out a little bit, have that huge pop at the beginning, have a pop right before going into Ragnarok. I felt like that would have hit pretty hard. I think as a producer role, Star Wars is still a really big IP. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that that le- that IP has legacy to it. So, oh yeah. 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 I understand why they opened up with that first. I do think I understand their reasoning as to okay, this is now this is the shit why you really came, right? <laughs> and had the those games there. I think Herman should have said should have you should have had that Star Wars trailer first. Herman coming out as fucking gorgeous as he is. My God, let's just talk about it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. He's a handsome man. That's fine. Cool. And um you know, sorry, I'm just lost in that jawline of his. But and then show us Spider-Man, right? And then space it out. Show us goddamn GTA deal, and then show us you know Wolverine that type of stuff. Yeah. I think that would have moved the show better. Mm-hmm. Start strong. I would have put, and... put like the Spider-Man one in the middle, instead in the middle of that twenty minute twenty minute lull that we feel like we all had and everything. Then you would have like lulled and then you go boom spider-man oh my god spider-man we all knew it was coming we were probably gonna it was either gonna be seeing we're either gonna see it this year or, or or somewhere next year or something like that whenever they were gonna properly announce it well and then go into like finish with wolverine and god of war we all knew god of war was probably gonna be the thing that was gonna close this show overall um because it's probably the probably the next really big one coming after horizon I'm guessing, mm-hmm. which will probably, yeah. like, we all think, well, we're all hopefully assuming going off what Sony says, maybe next year, but we'll yes. see what happens. Like, we all the, think I, said to, I said to Amy offline, um, this is a show just like E3 was, that is, the developers are still coming to terms with the pandemic, and that <laughs> they showed you what they could. Uh, Spider-Man 2, I don't deny, I think, is further along that I think a lot of people probably think it is actually is. So that's what kind of makes me feel because it's insomnia. It kind of makes when I saw twenty twenty three, I will not be surprised if they actually hit twenty twenty three because it's insomnia. If it was another studio, I'd be like, they're probably gonna get pushed. <laughs> we all know this. But insomnia have been so good of late. I don't even think yeah. the first Spider Man they made was pushed. Was it? Can you? No. Am I wrong or can you correct me? No, with that I don't one? think you're wrong at all. Miles yeah, was no, like obviously Miles the day and day release with the with PlayStation Five, and then obviously when they locked down the release date for Ratchet, it came out on the release date it came out. Obviously they were delaying it and not talking about when it was going to release for as long as they wanted to, but 
Also, not even just Miles, right? Remastered Spider-Man. Yeah, on the yeah. Same day. I think, I think people forget that they yeah. remastered that game, and they're doing a remaster. Isn't that, isn't that easy, ladies and gentlemen? Remember, remember all the the fervor over the uh, redesigned Peter model, mm-hmm. and everyone was yeah. up in arms over that. Oh, a lot of work. I like how, I, I like I how that's admit, completely been forgotten about now. I, yeah. yeah, everyone's forgotten the puddles as well. I will admit, I got into that for about five minutes because I I read misread it and I was like, they've replaced the actor. Like, no, they haven't replaced the actor. It's like I would have fucking burned someone. You want to hear something yeah. hilarious? You want to hear something hilarious? Go on. I checked the Grand Theft Auto Five thing because I was like, let me see. Because you say this is updated graphics, <laughs> and in the stream it didn't look like it, so let me go on to the PlayStation official YouTube channel. This trailer, oh, it's so first off, yeah. look, it doesn't, nothing's changed. Secondly, <laughs> 22,000 likes, 77,000 dislikes. <laughs> Oof. The thing is, when it comes Oof. to the trailer, Sony won't have anything to do with that trailer. That's all... Um, Rocks the rock, rock star. Stuck, I keep yeah. forgetting them. <laughs> rock steady. Yeah, I will say rock steady sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it has a rock in it. But no, yeah, rock star. They're the ones who have sorted that. So Sony it's, can't do anything about that. It's, I don't think it's the trailer as more as it's more GTA Five, right? Like it's been, it's been. When did that game come out? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was like the end it of the generation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It came out 2013. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, seven years. They've been re-releasing Jesus. GTA Five, Jesus. and people are still gonna buy this new version. I, just... I know. Yes. Oh my god, I know. Until <laughs> so the numbers, hear me? It's gonna be back up. <laughs> we just got rid of it out of the MPD. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it's gonna be back up there <laughs> by the end of the year. It's gonna be crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. No, like I, I like the like I think the idea of the one-two punch uh, that you mentioned before would have been a good one to sort of open and close. Where it's like you you close it with you close it out with you start with the God of War trailer, and then everybody thinks cool we're done like that was obviously what we were gonna gonna end with and then Herman, dreamy dreamy Herman comes out and goes but we do have one more thing and then it's Wolverine and everyone loses their minds right. <laughs> they were they were very, Insomniac was playing with like the hardcore PlayStation fans big time at the showcase because both trailers could have been different things right like Mm -hmm. the the wolverine trailer started and i got hyped because i heard like an old-timey radio at first like oh my god it's chimera it's resistance they're doing it they're remastering remaking or whatever but then the spider-man 2 trailer starts and there's a bolt of electricity and for a split second i was like oh my god it's coal infamous they're doing infamous oh my god they're bringing it back and then it's just you know it I say it's just Spider-Man 2, like it's not a huge thing. Oh, it's Spider-Man just, 2 is huge. It's whatever. It's only probably going to be the greatest superhero game ever made. But it's... It, I feel like PlayStation did that on purpose. Like, maybe, mm. like, secretly, they're like, hey, let's give a little hint at Infamous and Cole and do some lightning here in this trailer. I mean, and, and, like, they like doing a little that. bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Crash Bandicoot t-shirt. Never forgive him. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying... I'm trying my best to... <laughs> Like isn't the opening like the, the color? Over here. The the color of the sign of Insomniacs like the re- resistance, isn't it? So yeah, I think yeah. they are teasing you like hell. Just just touching the water, seeing everyone how everyone's feeling about this and everything. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's Insomniac. Like it's like I agree yeah. completely what you said on your podcast, Joseph. 
Um, it's the best buy anything. Yeah. Microsoft, you may have got Bethesda, which is fantastic and it's going to do amazing for you. But yeah. Insomniac have literally just thrown out basically three games which still get talked about. Bethesda is a bit of a mix for a lot of people these days. And like, we have no idea when the next Sky, uh, Sky we know when Skyrim's coming out again. <laughs> we should, yeah, we next year, the year after, the year after that. <laughs> and everything like that. But like, I think it's like a little bit of a mix when it comes to Bethesda, but I'm sure it'll come good for Xbox by the end because I'm super excited for it. Sure. But like, and so, well, like, they've got Deathloop coming out on Tuesday. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and no one's talking about this. <laughs> Give me till tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the reviews haven't dropped yet. I, uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Joe, Joe with the uh, the big farine. I'm going to call him from now on. The <laughs> the virgin Wolverine with office supplies. Um, what do we want from that game? Like, it's is do we? I hope it's mature. I hope it's bloody and as violent as wolverine is and like do we i personally would love a a dark story like a last of us with wolverine i think we're gonna get something like that yeah i hope so everybody's pointing out the the trailer was you have to have your age on it um oh really or something yeah Mm. that and like you could just see from that trailer it gives you the ideas like the blood on his knuckles that this is going to be you know because cg trailers they're of course not the game but they're supposed to give you the idea of what that game is going to be right subliminally so when you just take a look at the chaos that has happened in that in that room the the blood on on logan this is gonna be a, a rated m game and i think I think this game is going to be more linear. Um, it's going. It's. I don't think this is like an open world game. I think this is a a brawler. <laughs> and Amy's freaking out, but please, like that's please. what I'm thinking. Like, you know, not the one to one comparison. It's just a game that's coming to mind. Like we take a look at Sifu, and it's all about going into hallways, going into rooms, and having those intimate fights with the enemies. I think that's what we're getting out of Wolverine, and I just want to see how they do the regeration on on him when he takes damage. That I'm very interested in. It's it's but like the one it's game. Bad. It's the one game where regenerating health bar makes makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how much destructions on Logan yeah. equals that's your health bar. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's um, it's Insomniac, so they wouldn't do this, I don't think, if they didn't have an interesting idea for it. I think they know themselves that they probably can't go the Spider-Man route with its combat and how its world is laid out or anything like that. Uh, I think they know themselves that they need to probably mix it up, I hope. And they're going to give us a game that's something like what you said, just something linear, and it just sticks to the core principles of what Wolverine is. And like it can be like, it can they, if, just... Just do Logan. That's all right. I don't mind you doing Logan. That's fine. That was a great film. I don't mind doing that as a great game. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, um, they can do something really badass with it. And I'm just going to say this right now. I know uh, this is a completely different topic altogether, but um, Disney obviously own Wolverine. That means Sony and Disney are still talking. I still hope this means maybe Spider-Man stays in the MCU. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Please. Yes. 
Remember, Booty, we've had this talk in the past. Yes, we have. Yes. Spider-Man's go- and remember you were very like, ah, he's staying. Why wow, they're making so much money. No, because both of them want to make more money. Like more money. So I, I, I think Spider-Man eventually leaves the MCU, or this is like the the pin of of that relationship. Like, hey, you have the rights to Spider-Man, they're yours. Uh, or you're like keep making those games exclusive. Yeah, we continue this partnership with Spider-Man here and you work on your universe while we work on our universe. And I would really like a what is it, a, a, a Sean Connery, Roger Moore situation where, you know, they have their Spider-Man and we have ours <laughs> just, and we don't go to that side of the fence and they don't come to our side of the fence. I just pictured it's Sean a, Connery as Wolverine. Sorry. Yeah. Will you stand by <laughs> the... <laughs> Gone? It's, it's a Pawnee Eagleton situation. Or <laughs> yes, a Pawnee thank Raccoon you, Joe. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the raccoons have their side of the park. We have ours. <laughs> so you see him by the end of the next Spider-Man movie. Tom Holland will stick in the MCU and the other two will fly off back to Sony. Yeah. If he's yeah. if they're in the movie, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know. <laughs> oh, they're there. Don't show them. I'm just gonna say that. Do not show them at all in any of the trailers. Well, they're gonna them, show them. Don't you dare f and show them. They don't need to, though, Kyle. I know this is a game. I know they don't. Apologize. I absolutely know they don't. But with the viewership, what with the trailer just did, it just outperformed Endgame in its trailer views. They don't need it. They must know. Don't do it, please. But either way, we're going back to the games, please. Let's talk about video games. Game. Yes, that's fine. Moody does this to me all the time. I'm used to it. I do. Um. What everybody think of the Ragnarok trailer itself? Oh my god! Okay. Oh my god! This I didn't get to appreciate that much because of the stream quality. Because I was like some people out there; they're using the same animations. Oh no! You no! You oh, you weren't, Joe. You didn't do that. <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> it's the same boat animation. Yeah, I've seen all of that fucking. Joseph, my fan, my hand was gonna soak. <laughs> I would have left, driven to New Jersey, and you would have seen me pop up behind. Him. <laughs> There's technical issues on Kyle's screen, and eventually yeah. technical issues come on Joseph's screen a half an hour later. Exactly. The strongest. I would love it if it was immediate. <laughs> like yeah, right. walks on screen, you just see a hand on my screen, bam. No, um, where like it didn't. It wowed me, and I think what what we often forget. I'm sorry again, guys. Sorry That's okay. No. Um, that we're we're you know that. This isn't like God of War 2018, where we didn't really know what this game was going to feel like, and it was feeling so different from the originals. It had to prove something. God of War Ragnarok has nothing to prove. It just has to be the continuation of this amazing story and this amazing you know cast of characters and combat. So I'm watching, going, yeah, it's really good. That looks like more God of War. And I'm excited, but like visually, I'm like, looks a bit nicer. Not blowing my skirt up, but. I'll say this, um, watching it in 4K out of the stream, I did have a Marilyn Monroe situation because I was thoroughly impressed with the facial animations of Kratos and of Atreus. And there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, this game looks gorgeous. And I just love how they're teasing a more in-depth combo system. Um, so I'm, I'm walking away from God of War going, I'm, I cannot wait to see you again, dude, friends. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, just just wait. the small tease yeah. of a town that is populated. Yeah. And people walk around in this town and just Kratos and Atreus just walks up and shows up. Has me so excited. And to see Brock and Tinder again, it just it hit me all in the fields and Freya being super angry. And I mm. I want again one of the I mentioned before, I watched the Easy Allies reaction afterwards. And um, I believe it was Michael Huber who said, imagine if the whole game Freya is just hunting you down because she's so angry. God, she's, she's constantly after you like Nemesis. A better Nemesis. That'd be so A better Nemesis, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cool. And like, just uh, even afterwards, like where they were showing like the character arts or whatever, and they showed off Thor. And people like, oh, Thor looks Thor. awesome. I don't I care what anybody says. Love it. I love so it. So excited. To see a big guy that is powerful and not used for comedic or grotesque effect in a game. Like, I, I forgot who it was, but somebody put side to side. Like, I'm happy that we were getting a big, big man representation in Thor and God of War Ragnarok and not the uh, the dealer in RE Village, who's just big just for, like, shock value and, like wow, look at how big he is. How does he move around? Whatever. Like, yeah, as awesome. a big man in, in games, big people aren't super capable. They're used for the comedic effect or they're just, like, throwaway people and, like, you barely ever see them. So to see Thor as a big man who's powerful and use powers, I really hope he is also, like, quick and agile in combat and... and I'm just I'm happy that that is the design that they're going with. Oh, it he's going to he's going to yeah. beat the shit good. out of Kratos. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Listen, he asked the question, are you a reasonable person and the internet responded, no we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask him that. Never ask him that. Can we talk about the voice actor though? The the guy that's yeah. playing uh, that that plays Opie in uh, Sons of Anarchy. He's going to crush that role. He is such a great actor. Um, seriously great talent if you haven't if it, uh, also seen uh, about God of War Ragnarok they did confirm afterwards either in the blog post or, or whatnot it is going to be one continuous shot again like 2018 that was so, one like, of my favorite things about 2018 yeah. even though Corey is not the director on this game which is totally fine um, the new director I believe his name is Eric no it's not I don't like Eric's face well, you're 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 bad, <laughs> bad boy. I, I'm happy get that driving, Kyle. Get driving, man. <laughs> I'll be I'll back. See, we'll we'll hold the fort. We'll hold the fort. <laughs> I'll see you in like two hours. Just hang tight. <laughs> roundhouse, roundhouse, my ass. I dare you. <laughs> just record it on your phone. I'll just I'll, I'll insert it into the podcast afterwards. I'll put it in in post. Um, Angry Border as well looks pretty cool. I tell you, just they, they like, and this is me being like, I'm, I'm into mythology and history, and I'm a nerd about stuff. So I got to see Angry Border, um, who I know a lot about, but I won't, I won't, I won't talk about too much because it might be story it's the spoilers. Thing, Amy, there's a <laughs> lot that they put through out there that if you know the mythology, you probably know what's going to happen in this story. I was very excited when I saw when I saw yeah. when when I saw it, and then I thought, is that? And then they t- mm-hmm. said afterwards, it is, and I was like, oh, and then I was like. Oh, I have to be quiet now. (laughs) One thing that I've Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot about God of War through, yeah, like the mythology nuts, or I've actually met some people that still like, like worship them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's huge. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Um, But like, they're just like how accurate they are and respectful to that interpretation and not the MCU interpretation is very nice to see. So I really, that's, the thing I I think, that as well. that's the thing I think what's hurting this is because people all they see all they think about when they think for they think of the Chris sexiest Hemsworth. man on the planet Chris freaking Hemsworth and he is a dream board there's no right. doubt about it but they yeah, don't break me in half, Chris. research the actual mythology and then they see this like, wait why is he an overweight man we've just seen this in Endgame go away no this is like uh, you're ripping off Endgame I mean like seriously stop being immature children he looks badass and i will allow him to punch my face in as when i'm playing kratos this is this is another lady doing trash moment isn't it well the thing is that what thor looks like in in the ragnarok as in ragnarok is 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 more accurate to what people thought powerful people looked like like in in those times in norse times so like it's properly accurate to to the mythology Yes, yes. Love it. all the weird I, men got the women in those days, ladies and gentlemen. They got them. <laughs> they were right. considered powerful. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. It was, the, it was uh, the identifier of power and wealth. Yeah, if you're a big a big boy. So um, sometimes I wish hammer. I could go back. Sometimes I just wish I could go back. That's what he calls right? his fists. Yeah, I'm like, tired of being poor and weak. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> I'll just walk into the town. They're like, oh my God, is that a large and a charge individual? Wow, wow, wow. Now, all I know is like when this trailer started, I was like, oh, it's Kratos, got a wall. And then the music started, and I just went, oh God, something woke, down, woke up downstairs. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. The music, I love the music. I'm I a score too, yeah. kind of guy. I mm-hmm. love scores and everything. And when you hear that, it's just like, I'm oh, back. Yes. I'm home. I'm back. Yes, I'm home. <laughs> I am home to fight the gods and everything. And it looks it looks amazing. And to anyone who's complaining about the reuse, uh, go and complain to uh, Ubisoft and Activision then as well because they reuse their stuff as well. So go away. That's how yes. game development works. Okay. Yes, yeah. that is actually how game. There's a reason why Rockstar take forever with their game because they basically create new assets. And yeah. they also see GTA 5 continually yeah, bringing just, their money all in. All they do is make GTA 5. Um, yeah, like, you no, know, you're right. Like, I, I was into it, like, when the trailer came up. I was like, oh, you know, it's God of War. I knew this was going to happen. I'm not as excited. And then, like, you get at the end of the trailer and Kratos is there and Tia's there and Tia stands up and he's fucking massive and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna faint (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, this is so good (laughs) i'm literally reading a book about angry border right now and i'm like oh this is awesome (laughs) yeah man again i really it's it's parts like these where you really um you are reminded of of the strength of the playstation ip um, you know, I take I take a look at the showcase, going, "Yeah, this is the greatest thing ever." But the power of IP is a very important thing, and when you take a look at what numbers this showcase has done, which, as I glance over it, streamed views, it's over three million uh, as of as of today. Um, that's in a span of four days, right? Mm-hmm. When we take a look at the Xbox conferences numbers, and it's not the pin of us versus them, it's really to get perspective here. Fight you. That, that showcase has, over the span of months, 2.1 million views. 
right? Versus, I think, PlayStation's 3.4 in two days. And I want to put this in perspective when we do the whole, you know, when we think about what Sony needs to do or how can they compete and Xbox is talking so much, PlayStation's doing so little, that in the grand scheme of things, PlayStation still has an incredible influence in the marketplace. And that's why when we're like, why don't they have a Game Pass? The numbers don't lie. Our feelings, we could feel any which way. I'd love them to have a Game Pass, right? Um, but the numbers don't lie. They don't need it because yeah. people yeah. got to buy them. And, you know, why does a PlayStation talk often? Well, you see, when they talk, yeah, they people listen. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to put that into perspective a bit because it's funny where I've seen some folks um, go after Sony and the Jugger for not talking enough. And then the moment we see Wolverine, they're like, oh, Xbox needs a needs a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got it's the Master Chief, be, okay? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, us versus them, um, uh, uh, a pissing contest for better words. I mean, Joe, it, you say that, but Sony started off with a three-minute commercial where it's pretty much PlayStation versus Xbox in a chess game. I mean, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I I was like, are they, are they announcing that? chess? There were some hidden themes under behind that chessboard. There's 100%. <laughs> like, have they skipped Have they skipped All Stars 2 and just gone straight to some kind of weird PlayStation chess game? What's happening right now? <laughs> I'll, I'll take a PlayStation-branded FMV chess game. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a question, and I, 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 I'm legit. This is me asking it. There was a rapper guy. I forget his name. I don't know who he is. Rapper guy. A rapper That's a guy. That doesn't narrow the search. I'm thinking he was the one guy playing chess because they said that he was going to be like their creative partner for promotion. I so I'm like, Travis Scott? Is okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Why not? Yes. Because no, no, he, he got his hands on a PS5 before anyone did last year. Right. Right? But I'm thinking, was I, that maybe that that fever dream? Was that his doing? I, I, rap, you know? I, I typed PlayStation you know rapper guy into Google, and it just came up with Parappa. So uh, probably well, that's really the rapper I want. <laughs> that's to the rap. That's PlayStation's rapper guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. I'm like, is this this guy's fever dream? Because it's it's weird. <laughs> it's Travis Scott. There you go. God, okay. Strategic yeah, yeah, yeah. creative partnership. That's what it says. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> what it means is he creates music and they give him his, their games for free. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But can I get the games for free? I can, do, I, I, I can do stuff. I've got skills. I can't yeah, rap. I can, oh, like that behind it. That she supports that. Look, I've, got, and I've bought the water bottle and everything. Like, I've got the water bottle. On. And I'm just, I've got the t shirt from the best PlayStation podcast. Yeah. That's right. I've got, I got your PS5. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's really hard to get one. It's so difficult. Oh my god! <laughs> people keep asking me. It's so bad. People keep asking me, and I'm just like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot help you. You're on your own. Um, is there any other games anyone wants to 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 bring up? What are your thoughts on Alan Wake? I mean, my thoughts. I... My thoughts on Alan Wake is I I I'm I'm, I'm going to die of excitement. Because yeah. they're remastering Alan Wake, which is cool. You know, I own it on like three platforms, but whatever. Like, I'll play a remaster, but like, they're gonna make a sequel, right? 
they're going to make a sequel. And that's the part where I'm really excited. Like, I'm looking forward to everybody who hasn't played Alan Wake before. Picking up the remaster, playing it, and being like, hey, this is great. Hopefully. The only the only thing from this conference that was a little bit annoying for me was that we knew we got a lot of things that were just leaked and everything. And that was just really disappointing. Like, we were, amount of people, amount of sites that were talking about, Alan Wake is going to be at the PlayStation thing. And you're just like, why are you talking about this? I can understand you want the clicks. It's I can appreciate appreciate that i respect that but i'm just like can't you just wait literally wait for it to be yeah. revealed at the playstation conference to let yeah. every i'm sure there's many uh streamers out there who did reactions and went oh my god alan wake yes fantastic and everything but for a person who has no affinity to alan wake who's only got a little bit hyped because of amy and her love for control and the dlc and the giant ass video she did about control 90 minutes long everything. baby <laughs> um and I made him watch the and whole thing. <laughs> I helped, I helped you with it. So yeah, um, and then and talking about Alan Wake and her excitement, then I was just like, oh, though it's gonna be there. It's like, oh great. So when it came up, I was just like, <sighs> I was just like that, and I just I wanted it to be grabbing me. I'm gonna try it because I haven't played it before. But um, yeah, I was still disappointed just the things that was getting announced, stuff leaked and everything. I, yeah, just like, stop leaking I, things, guys. If I was PlayStation or Xbox or Ubi, because it feels like it hits Ubi very hard with the leaks, they need to have like strong penalties for retailers or anybody that leaks it early. Like, just I I get why it's not never going to happen because they need obviously need them to sell the product, but it kills it kills the hype for for an announcement because like seeing that at a PlayStation show, a previous Xbox exclusive show up on a PlayStation showcase, the second one of the showcase, actually, with KOTOR being the first. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been huge for the first time ever on PlayStation gets. And I, I'm with you, Amy. I can't... I played a little bit of it, and I was on uh, Game Pass on PC and really enjoyed it. But I am super excited, especially after playing all of the Control DLC. I am so in on Alan Wake. Yes. I hope they make a second one. I... <laughs> I love that character, even though I heard he's not the greatest of people in the first game. Um, uh, but like, I'm I'm excited to experience it, and more importantly, do they fix the product placement, or is it still in there? That's what I, that's the big question. Question. I never understood that I'm product placement. Check it out. Yeah, just grab an energizer. Like, grab an energizer. Batteries. Wait, these batteries run out really quickly. No, no. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get Duracell you from pick now up on. Duracell Ultras. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited to, to check check a look at that game. Uh, de- it, it really does depend for me, but I'm I'm willing to give that a, a good honest shot. We all this need holiday to, season's going to be so big. We all need to meet back up. Absolutely. After Alan Wake, so I can just I can just revel in it. Like, is the person is the only person like who feels like you ever played the game? <laughs> Because <laughs> I didn't yeah, no, choose Red Dead or Alan Wake. I chose Red. Alan Wake. Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Ooh, choose Red that's Dead. High praise. That's high praise. I played the whole yeah, thing no, in I, a day. Wow. Okay. So maybe this is a good and easy platinum. Um, it's not that long. There's I, I, the DLC. There's DLC for it, which I imagine is coming with it. But like, there's six episodes. It's maybe about eight, nine hours long. Okay. Okay. Dope. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm thinking. Oh wait, Knights of the Old Republic. Talk yeah. about that for a fresh sec. Of course, can. Oh yeah, it's Star Wars. 
<laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, people of all ages. This is good. I like this. But there are some worrying aspects. Like Asper Media, we don't... They've, they've done ports. They've worked closely with Lucas. But just because you work closely doesn't mean you're up to the task. So that gets me nervous. Uh, a little bit. Not like... Uh, uh, caution. That being said... Just because you have a big name doesn't mean you're going to make great stuff, i.e. Bioware, i.e. EA, in truth, right? Yeah. So I, I, I understand concern, but I would say have it in the back. Check on it every once and again. See if it's a reasonable concern. But carry on. The second thing, Revan looks great. He looks fantastic. Um, and just because I'm probably the biggest Star Wars person here... Revan is beloved by the fans. Yes, Absolutely he is. beloved. Yes, he is. There was supposed to be in Rebels a holocron yep. of Revan's. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, they have his model as well. Star Wars leans on the Old Republic uh, for stuff every now and again. So this IP is really important. They cannot touch the story much. I believe they aren't. They've said they're not going to. Okay. Oh, you have to let me. You have to let me kiss Bastila this time, though. Yeah, Smoochie, you need to smooch. I need, smooch, but... I need smooches. I didn't get them last time. <laughs> but what I do think, and I, I kind of hope, is that this isn't a turn-based game. Papa doesn't like turn-based games much, but I, I would like an action role-playing game. If it is turn-based, I'll understand. I know, Amy. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's I okay. Forgive like you. I forgive you. But I'm. You would have to deal with every this. week. I, I feel every for week you. Every week have to deal I mean, with yeah, the slander. Like, should we just ditch these two? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? I have I have I have weeks of evidence <laughs> to answer that question. <laughs> sure. Day forty five. But, <laughs> but in, in in all honesty, this game is not coming out in four or five years. Or till four or five years. They just started hiring for this project. Um, the one thing that I'm also, my question, like, my question is, is how 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 timed exclusive is this? Is this a Final Fantasy VII timed exclusive situation where it's like we will never know until it actually comes out, or is this kind of like what it seems like a Final Fantasy situation where it's timed exclusive but just on PC? That's what I'm very curious about. And the one thing that I have questions is, why the hell is Disney letting PlayStation do all this crazy stuff with exclusivity? Why haven't they not done that much with Xbox? Because, yeah, they have Indiana Jones, but that deal was made before the acquisition. So, theoretically, we don't really know if, if that is actually an exclusive. I highly so, doubt it. I highly doubt. I think it'll be cross-platform that Indiana Jones game. So for me, it's like, what's the difference? And it's not. It's just an idea that gets in my head. What's the difference between PlayStation and, and Xbox in that regard? Is it is Unit it the sales. Game Pass thing? Yeah, I'm like, is is that is that the big thing? Because like, if I'm Microsoft, I'd be like, okay, listen, forget about the big ticket sales. Here's a huge, just, you know. How can I curse? Of course you can. Fucking okay, go for cool. it. It is a no. metric. It is a metric. A fuck ton of money. And you know, here here's a metric fuck ton. Do with what you please. 
and we'll take, you know, I don't know, Blade. Like, whatever the case may be. I, I would love to see that. I would too. Like, Blade. Oh, God. Um, Like, I think with, yeah. I think with Disney, would like, what I would like to see Disney do, I hope Disney would do with Xbox is, like, a game like Wolverine um, is going to mm-hmm. sell fucking shitloads of copies, right? But, like, mm-hmm. if you put in a game... Like say you you want to strike up an exclusive partnership with with Xbox for for another Marvel character. It's like you instead of it being like a big ticket character, right? Like X Men is coming to Xbox. Like you mm. you you might be better off picking a sort of a, a lesser known lesser known character, make a great game out of it, put it in Game Pass. Tons of people are going to try it who wouldn't have bought it for sixty dollars, but will try it because it's in Game Pass. Like Blade, for example. That's a fucking that would be a great game. That would be such a good Same. game. With that gang, I gotta go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's good. My thank guest you. is here already. I, and thank you guys so much for being so understanding and so amazing. Yeah, as always, I love you all. I love you. Love you. There's a smooches for everybody. Here. And you know what? I'm taking them all. I'm that's one for you, audience. <laughs> all right, see you guys. <laughs> see you. Thank you, Joseph. Oh, and then there were three. And there were three. And then there were three. Oh yeah. It's for so, another five minutes. It's yeah. for another five minutes. Okay, then. Well, in that case. <laughs> Kyle, you talk about what he asked then, yeah. Kyle. What are your thoughts about what he said about Knights and Disney? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I've never played uh, the Old Republic, so I'm excited to get that chance because um, I've heard great things, and I, I want to be more into Star Wars than I actually am. Um, just because I was a late bloomer when it comes to watching Star Wars and stuff, it wasn't until I was older and don't have that attachment. But I know how good that game is from everyone that's ever played it, kind of thing. And it, it, it's, as far as as far as the um, the other things about the conference or the showcase, I think it was like I said, it was a great show. I think something that they are missing that they hit really hard last summer were the lack of indies. Really, um, yeah, there's like there one. Was, there was that the one where you could go into a crab and a bird and a turtle, which is cute and adorable. But I would love to see where Little Devil Inside is. I would love to see uh more a little bit more about stray right like that was part of the annapurna showcase and wasn't even on a playstation thing this year there are more indie things that playstation has obviously put money behind and believe in that just weren't there and i think just a couple couple more indies in there i think would have made it feel a little bit more comprehensive because that one trailer for i believe you say the name uh tachia yeah 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 uh that felt so out of place because that was like the one happy-go-lucky game in that whole showcase that it was like yeah i saw the tweet someone felt, put out <laughs> it felt out of place <laughs> so a little bit more like cute little indies in there i think would have helped a great deal as far as like yeah you're not wrong yeah shoe get your finger yeah, out your come butt. On, get eh? come on, yeah, shoe, come eh? on. i'm here Stop for the indie games and whatever like <laughs> let's go yeah we are literally here for the indie games yeah yeah it's like we love all like the what playstation studios are doing i think we're excited for like the indie games are where it's at oh i absolutely. love them man yeah absolutely, absolutely. Love them. like especially this year like the indie games have just been incredible like just incredible yeah for sure um, is there? I've got you for only a few minutes. So, is there anything else, yeah. like specifically, that you wanna wanted to bring up, wanted to talk about? I, uh, I mean, I'm I'm more curious as to what PlayStation does for the rest of the year. Honestly, like, if is are we getting a state of play in the next few months, or are we just gonna gonna get a few couple of trailers at Game Awards, maybe? Oh, like, the, it, it's it's they're at an interesting place as to 
what they're going to show off and where they're going to show it off. Because, like, did they hold back some things for Game Awards, maybe? Potentially. Like, it's a quite, it's an interesting question because their next thing is Horizon, which, yes. Moody, I keep forgetting. When is it? February? February. February. Yeah. yeah. He keeps reminding He keeps having to remind me. Um, <laughs> I keep saying March, like it's 2017. Um. So like is what is there anything happening on PlayStation between now and Horizon or is it like batting down the hatches, wait for Horizon? I I, I mean besides Deathloop being and like Kana, it's pretty Kena. much all like yeah. That, wait, why wasn't there a Kana trailer at the showcase? Wait, hold on. I don't know, Amy. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. That's out in a couple of weeks. Hold like, on. It's been a great, great place to show it. Uh yeah, I I think it really is just wait for Horizon. Um, if their plan is to do like a major game every couple of months, they definitely need to show something Yeah. for in between horizon or basically in between GT and God of War, whenever that comes out. Yeah. Sort of like a summer and late summer sort of thing. Like, yeah, I could have sworn like Final Fantasy 16 would have been there. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a sauce spot for me. That was supposed to come out this year. I know. <laughs> I don't need I think, it. I need I it think what? Do you think it's not even going to be next year now? Because they haven't oh. spoke about it? I think a couple of weeks ago we said on the Trophy Room that they just started recording like the English yeah. voiceover or something They're like that. They're doing that first so, as well. So It's probably pretty far along or pretty far away. Yeah. I'd be shocked if it's not until like spring of 2023. I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of happy because 2022 is looking stupid right oh, now. Oh my god. Absolutely it is. <laughs> the first two or three months are going to literally feel like we are getting murdered in our wallets. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and time. Like, I won't be able to see anybody or talk yeah, to anybody. It's like, yeah, it's like, could you want to come Drag out for a single my favorite console or have a social life? Yeah. Oh god! Exactly. Exactly. Oh god! I could contract a disease or be safe with my favorite games. Oh god! Oh god! Horizon's already in my hand. Oh man! Yeah, wild. All right, Kyle. It's been amazing to have you and uh, and yes, Joseph on the podcast. Me. Oh, it's just been it's been great. Like it's been too long. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for having me and. Uh... Thank let's you. go PlayStation. Yeah, let's go PlayStation. Let's go PlayStation. Much love, Kyle. Much Have love. a good one. Bye. Have love a good one. You too. Bye. And then there was two. Then there was two. Now we do the real podcast. The podcast. Yes. The podcast we keep from our very nice special guest friends. <laughs> because I still want them. I still want them to be my friends after this. <laughs> <laughs> that was is awesome. Any fi- yeah. Yeah. Is there any final thoughts you want to say about the PlayStation show before we move on? Uh, number one. Play Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Go go find it on YouTube. Go find it on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else. Kyle and Joseph, fantastic guys. I've known them for a while. Moody's known them for even longer. Um, and I love them both. They're um, absolutely amazing people. Yeah, they are. They also reached out personally for what happened to me in my life. And uh, I remember that. Yeah. And so did Kyle. Kyle was wondering why I left the Discord. I said I left a message in the Discord. I'm leaving just for a while for personal reasons. And he messaged me and I told him. And I was thinking, those, those two guys, knowing those two guys and like talking with them and stuff, they're like, it's like a, it's like a hug. Yeah. yeah. It's a big old hug. It's it a really big old is. hug. And I, I love the fact that we got to merge our two podcasts. 
We've um, been talking about trying to do this, and I literally did it as a whim. Of just you like, did, you did. and I messaged him, I messaged him, let's see if we can get him. I messaged them both to, in a tweet together, and, uh, in a private message together, and I was like, yo, join us on Sunday. And they both said yes, and I was like, oh, oh my, my God. Because you messaged me. Because you messaged me and you said, should I try and get them? And I was like, okay, yeah, but like, can you get them? Because I was busy. And I um, just messaged them and I thought, we'll get one. We'll get one yes, of them. I if, we're that, lucky, yeah, I if we're lucky, we'll get like, we'll get one of them. And then you messaged me, they're both coming. And it, you know, when you're like, you think something, you go, yeah, that's a great idea, but now it's actually happening. And I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> Who's in charge of the podcast? I'm in charge of the podcast. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Is it be cool? Review? No. Be, co- be cool. Be cool. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Uh, they're fantastic. You should definitely check out their podcast um, because it is fantastic. Is there any other games that were that happened that we haven't really touched upon too much um, that you want to that you want to mention? The only one, no, there's two more. Like, no, I'll, yeah, no, I'll bring up one that Kyle brought up, obviously. So, for spoken, that just literally went up with what he said that who's writ that game. I'm just like, Amy Henning, Amy Gary Whitaker. Wait, what? The person who did the theme, the score for Ragnarok's too? For God of Wars, dude? Yes, just that alone. It's got cat. me. And there's a cute cat. Like, that, that as did. Well. But I like I like coming out of the PlayStation showcase. I was I was more excited about Forspoken, um, because of the it like the context that it gave to the story, right? Where it's just like I'd, we'd seen it last year or earlier this year, whenever it was the last time, and it was like, oh, it looks cool, and you know, I knew Gary Witter was writing it, um, and I was like, hey, it looks cool. It looks like a cool little fantasy game. But then like they showed you like the story, right? Where it was like, oh, it's a it's a it's a girl from from like the modern day who like goes through yeah. a portal and now she's in this this fantasy world. And I was like, wait, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. I want to play this. When can I play it? Spring twenty twenty two. Another one in twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two is stupidly going to be half cross things going to be stupidly good we keep talking about we keep talking about like oh like what do you think for e3 2022 what do you think is going to happen i don't know if i'm going to survive to e3 2022 <laughs> june us too there's been so many games i can't you want me to think about new games <laughs> have you seen this, seen this backlog <laughs> And that's on top of the backlog that we've still got this year. Don't, don't remind me. I, I've got yeah. a, I've, I feel like I've got games that aren't out yet, and I've got them in my backlog already because I'm just like, oh, not playing that. <laughs> not playing that on day, on day one. Um, uh, and all of that, it's just the only one that comes to mind is, is literally like, I said when we, it was written out, when we saw the first trailer, E3 or from Square Enix, I thought, I was saying, that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, I really enjoyed it. I thought they got the fi- the characters and everything down pretty damn good. They felt fun. I don't know what they've done, but it, this trailer sucked all the energy out for me. And I was like, oh God, what what what's happened here? What's changed? I don't know. It just my enthusiasm was like there, and it's literally done a pile, a Damage. plummet. And I was like, "What's happened here? I'm gonna still play this. I'm gonna give it a try." But the enthusiasm just left me, and I was like, "Wait, come back! Wait, no, where's the funny trailer where Peter was definitely like having sex with a tentacle monster?" Um, 
I'm gonna be honest with you, like I can I can not remember. I can't I can't remember the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. It's it, but I, I think remember it was, it was in that because, low period. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally in that low period where everyone was just like, Oh my god, Star Wars! Yes! Yeah. And then wait, I hear uh, what <laughs> I hear Spider Man. What? <laughs> um I got two I wanna just quickly mention before we get into sure. to the news of the week. Um number one. I'm gonna bring up cheer again. Uh, like Kyle was right where he said it's it was it stood out because obviously it was it stuck out like a sore thumb because like the entire conference was like murder, death, violence, play a ukulele and turn into a turtle. <laughs> it was literally sandwiched between Deathloop and GTA it, Five. No, it wasn't. It was it was funnier. It was sandwiched between Deathloop and um. Uh, well, no, okay, it was Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> With the, that trailer also didn't help me either. I was just like, what the hell's going like, on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, it was sandwiched between, like, oh, and it just, it, but it stood out to me. I, it's the one I got excited for. It's the one, obviously, I tweeted yeah. about when I was tweeting you. It's the one I was sending. Like, to, it turns out <laughs> a lot of people, like, a lot of people come to me for game recommendations, right? Because it's just the nature of, like, what I do on YouTube. But it turns out a lot of people come to me specifically to point out the cute, cozy games. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the link for that for the trailer on Twitter and I just sent it to tons of people and everybody was like, Oh my god, that looks awesome. And I was like, Yeah, it, it does. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really, really does. did. Um, I'd say I think it's fair to say that was our favorite thing from the conference. As much was. as like we are excited for God of War and Spider-Man 2 with Wolverine. Like what we've already said. Wolverine is four, five years away. Yeah, it's like there's there's games that I'm really excited for, but they're so far away. Forspoken, yep, I'm excited for that. Alan Wake, I'm excited for other people to play that. Rather than like I'm I'm not so excited for myself. I've played it like five or six times. Yeah. But yeah. Hell fucking yeah. I'm yeah. excited for that. And the second one is, uh, really quickly, is Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy coming on PC. <laughs> I, I love those Uncharted. games. <laughs> yeah. I loved Uncharted 4 and The Lost Legacy. I loved those games so much. And just to think that then I'm just now it's just a decision. It's like, do I hold out and try and pray to God that one day, maybe next year, 2022, that I get a PlayStation 5 and then go for it then when it comes out? Or do I just re- just go for it and say, let's get it on PC, Moody? I mean, let's get got, it on PC. You've got your cool bitching PC, right? And use the Xbox controller for it. And use the Xbox <laughs> my controller new, for my it. New elite, my, my Elite, well, elite controller too. <laughs> the Uncharted, Halo 1. Uncharted with an Elite controller. Yeah, with the Halo skin. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love that. They're going to be coming for me. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody's, you made everybody mad. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you, I think you, you just reenacted about a thousand TikToks I've seen. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we've become so intelligent. They appear, they appear stupid to us. Um, okay, that was the PlayStation showcase. It was fine. The games were great. This is what I'm talking about. Like the presentation was not great, but if you sit down and actually talk about the stuff that was in the presentation, is really good. They had games for everybody. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, like, even though I said maybe, like, at the Guardians, maybe go, mm, that's not, I'm not excited for that anymore. Um, 
I'm sure people are excited for that, and yeah. they, they, I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting for all the games there, except the one I left off the list because it was a Ubisoft. Yep, game. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> because it's been 28 days, ladies and gentlemen, and it they has. have not responded. So on that note, we've put it off long enough. Shall we get into the rest of the podcast? Hell to the year! Yes, let's talk about someone whining because they got cancelled. Cancelled? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Tripwire CEO out after tweeting support for Texas abortion ban. This is from Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon. You know, just before we start reading the news story, I do want to point out that like this was the thing that was happening in the world, and I, and I know this, and I've tweeted about it, and I've talked about it, and I've I've, I've done I've like given money and done done all sorts of stuff to try and like support because it's horrific what's happening in Texas. But this was the one news story. That was happening in the world where I was like, oh, at least we don't have to do this on the podcast. And then John fucking Gibson <laughs> had to open his fucking mouth and be a dick. I kind of put the, dope on my window. Okay? I kind of put the commentary at the yeah, you go, it's fine. I kind of put yeah. the commentary at the, the beginning rather than the end. I should read the news story. Like I said, this is from Nicole Carpenter over Polygon, who writes, John Gibson, the CEO of Tripwire Interactive, developer of Maneater and the Killing Floor games, has stepped down from his role following a tweet in support of a Texas anti-abortion law that went into effect in September. The law, which effectively bans abortions after the sixth week of pregnancy, Vox reported, violates earlier rulings that protect a person's right to choose to have an abortion. Gibson tweeted on September 4th in support of the anti-abortion measures, quote, Proud of U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often, yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer, end quote. Gibson faced criticism across the video game industry and on social media, with several current employees tweeting in opposition of the former CEO of Zeus. Shipwright Studios, a game co-developer, said it was cancelling existing contracts with Tripwire. Torn Banner Studios, the developer behind Chivalry 2, which Tripwire published, spoke out against Gibson's comments, saying they were, quote, in opposition to what we believe about women's rights, end quote. On Monday night, Tripwire announced that Gibson has stepped down with co-founding member Alan Wilson now operating as interim CEO. Uh, there was a tripwire statement published to their website which said quote the comments given by john gibson are of his own opinion and do not reflect those of tripwire interactive as a company his comments disregarded the values of our whole team our partners and much of our broader community our leadership team at tripwire are deeply sorry and are unified in our commitment to take swift action and to foster a more positive environment uh, end quote. Trip, Tripwire said Wilson, quote, will work with the rest of the Tripwire leadership team to take steps with employees and partners to address their concerns, including executing a company-wide town hall meeting and promoting open dialogue with Tripwire leadership and all employees. His understanding of both the company's culture and the creative vision of our games will carry the team through this transition with full support from other Tripwire leaders, end quote. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Republican, signed the anti-abortion law in May. The law, called SBA, went into effect last week, backed by a Supreme Court opinion that said it could take effect. The law has been criticized as, quote, a maze of procedural complexities, end quote, by Vox, which described it as appearing to be drafted to intentionally frustrate lawsuits challenging its constitutionality. 
This is because the government itself isn't enforcing its ban on abortions as early as six weeks, as soon as the heartbeat can be detected. Instead, the law gives power to private citizens to sue abortion providers. Quote, This unusual provision makes it harder for abortion rights groups to sue state officials to block the law, since they aren't technically the ones who will enforce it. End quote. The six-week time frame is important because many people do not even know they're pregnant before this deadline. Certain medical emergencies could exempt a person from the law, but those exemptions do not include pregnancies resulting from rape. I thought the context was important <laughs> at the end there. Well, 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 that typical C or coming out being thinking he can. Yeah, I'll say this right now. You can say whatever the hell you want. I don't really care what he says. Uh, I don't agree with it. I think what he said was stupid and idiotic. And I'm really happy to hear that the, the companies literally worked and said, yo, you're going to have to move aside here. This Most of our people, pretty much, I would say, going off what I've seen online, the majority of the people who they work with, who work at Tripwire, do not agree with what he has said. So it's made his place very untenable. Yep. And it's right to be called out for it. Like, you can say whatever you want, but doesn't mean you don't, you are not going to suffer consequences for this. Yes. Like, I can, like, many times, like, I could, excuse me as a thing, if I wanted to, I could literally tweet out the worst crap in the world. It could be racist, it could be sexist, it could be in just because of what's happening on the internet as well, transphobic or anything. Could be the worst shit in in the world. And I deserve to keep people calling me out for that. And I would deserve that. Even if I, that was my own views or anything like that, which it is not. Um, I would deserve that. And like, it's just, it's just seeing people doing, saying sh- stupid things like this. At the end of the day, I'll just say this right now. No people, government, God itself, whatever, has the right to choose what a person can do, do to their body and at all. And this whole, that's a bigger thing in general to this as a law. And this is just about about the abortion thing. I'm just meaning in a freaking general. Nobody gets to decide what you can and cannot do to your body. Um, And this person, uh, personally, he's just like, he said some stupid stuff and he's got what he's deserved. My thought, I mean, my views on on the anti-abortion law in Texas are it's barbaric. And like, I I, I... Fine. If if you're a Christian person and you believe certain Christian things, that's fine for you. But you should like don't impose that on other people, like because your your little book says a thing that everybody should have to live that way. If you want to live the way according to the Bible, be my guest. But I'm not going to live according to the Bible, and I don't think anyone should be forced to live according to the Bible. And this is what this is what those very same people will will plane will say is happening you know like you always hear about these people going like oh do you like every time there's immigrants like there's immigrants right now because of the horrific things that are happening in afghanistan and 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 these people will say well if we get too many of them in we'll have to live under sharia law it's like it's the same thing it's that's not happening because you're a delusional nut job but it's the same thing as what you are literally doing right now in texas people are having to live under the bible whether they are christian or not and it's sick and i hate it now to the story you are absolutely correct everything you just said i agree with 100 john gibson tweeted out some shit 
whether I agree with it or not is irrelevant. He can tweet out whatever he wants. It's his Twitter account. But freedom of speech does not mean freedom from the consequences of the things that you say. He said some stuff, and now then there were consequences. He's the CEO of a company. He said the thing. The people who work for him disagreed. The partners disagreed. Some of them tried to cancel their contracts with them. That's what happens. Sorry. This is how bad, this is how, like I said, we don't agree with what he says with running like that. No, he can God, say what he God. wants. But how bad it was has got, has affected the company. And that's what, that they, that they, that made his job even more untenable. Where people are literally pulling out their contracts where you guys are no longer going to get any money from these companies. Yeah. Um, like you're going to, you're losing out. They, what he has said has basically damaged the company and their reputation right now. Yeah. It has like there's there's there was a list going around before like uh, John Gibson stepped down from his uh, his position, which was so here's all the games that not to play, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like that's where you want to go. That's where you want to go with it. Like, but he's tweeted out games not to play. No, no, no. Other people have oh. been like, here's the tripwire games to avoid. Um, okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that because of this, because that's the first, that's like the first thing you can sort of do to sort of go. Well, I'm not happy about this as a person who obviously doesn't work there. Um, yeah, it's you got you got you got what you you knew you were gonna get. I can't imagine a world in which he didn't know what was gonna happen once he tweeted this out. Yeah, like if if I worked somewhere and my boss tweeted out something like this or like this was, and I knew this was their view. Like this was this was their view. Like I, how can I work for that person? Yeah. When yeah. we're on that, like d supporting different sports teams is one thing, right? Like or like you know, this is a whole different thing where it's like, can I even trust you? Like, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like you can be whatever the hell you want. But also, whatever you want to be can have consequences. And you have to abide by those consequences. You have to accept those consequences. Yeah. And that's just how it is. All right. One down. Should we move on? Let's do this. I I think it's been good doing that PlayStation thing with Kyle and Joseph because it kept it's keeping me in a good it's, spirit. I know I know what else is coming, but I feel like I'm going to stay it's in good given spirit. Us, it's given us the energy for the last part of the podcast. Hell yeah! Thank you, Joseph and Kyle. Thank I'll you, Joseph you and that. Kyle. We love you. Mwah. Crusader Mwah. Kings developer paradox accused of bullying and gender discrimination. This is from Wesley Impool over at Eurogamer. He writes. Crusader Kings developer Paradox has been accused of bullying and gender discrimination. Swedish publication Break It reported on a union-led employee survey conducted in August that found almost half of the 133 staff who participated experienced mistreatment. According to Break It, the survey results show the problems are mainly about bullying and gender discrimination and, quote, worst for women, end quote. 69% of the women who responded said they had experienced mistreatment. The corresponding figure for men was 33%. Quote, mistreatment is a systemic and far too common issue at Paradox, the union said in conclusion. End quote. Another complaint raised is that, quote, high-level perpetrators are perceived as shielded by the company, end quote. The survey also highlights a culture of silence at Paradox. 
Breckett said the results of the survey, which were conducted by Swedish unions SACO and Unionen, were presented to Paradox's HR manager and then CEO Ebba Lundgerud last Monday, before staff were told on Wednesday. That same day, 1st of September, Paradox announced Lundgerud had stepped down as CEO due to differing views on the company's strategy going forward, with former CEO Frederick Wester becoming boss once again. Westit told Breckett that Lungarud's exit had nothing to do with the survey results. This point was reiterated to Eurogamer by a representative of the SACO and Union and Boards at Paradox, who also stressed the survey only covered Paradox's Sweden operation. Uh, Paradox issued a statement to Eurogamer today calling the survey results not satisfactory. I'll read the full survey, uh, the full quote. Should I? Should I? Shouldn't I? Go on. Quote. We are aware of a survey undertaken inside the company on this topic and of the results, which are obviously not satisfactory. The management team wants to ensure that this data is acted upon, but taking immediate direct action is legally difficult thanks to the informal nature of the survey and thanks to the results being shared just before we underwent this CEO change, which has been fairly busy for us. We are currently working to reconcile the informal survey with our own internal research and are eager to take action. Paradox is now in the process of bringing in an external neutral firm to conduct a thorough audit of our processes and a comprehensive employee survey. This will help us advance our efforts towards all of the subjects that we've worked to improve in recent years. Harassment and abuse will be paramount amongst those. But we'll also be examining subjects like unbiased hiring and compensation, ongoing bias awareness, inclusion, and more. End quote. I think Sterling got it spot on. Burn the kind of, I love the industry, but goddamn, I hate this industry. At the same time, burn it bloody down. Sometimes I really am. I do feel like that sometimes. And let's go back. What is it? Bullying and gender and discrimination is a cancer. Bullying in general, myself, I always consider that as a cancer. It is a disgusting thing, and it broadens out into so many different aspects of what type of bullying is. Gender discrimination itself is bullying. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just be frank here. And it is disgusting, and it's vile. I, The CEO leaving, I know, didn't it say in the article, says it's not it could not a part of this. No, it, would, it couldn't possibly have been. The timing is weird, is weird. Like, he was obviously already planning to leave. Yeah, but he was obviously he's obviously been in charge of a, a work culture that has bullying it that has bullying and then gender discrimination. So yeah. he's basically he's got himself out of dodge. It sounds like I might be completely wrong. I am throwing accusations well, there, and I do apologize that because uh, I might completely wrong. He might be a spot on dude, and he's literally just like my time is done. It's now time for me to move on, type of thing. So here's but, the thing with that. Sorry, what? I gotta I gotta what? interject now. Like, here's the thing with that: you might be a spot on dude. Yeah, he was still, and it, and this was obviously coincidental. He was still in charge, and this was still happening. Yes, I, yeah, I completely agree. No, I just wanted to basically I had Keith in the back of my mind a little bit there. And I was just like, I better just making this sure that we don't get sued, just type of thing. But it's, uh, he might be the greatest dude in the sued. world. I am amazed we've never been sued. <laughs> that was true, like mind. yeah, but no, um, yeah, it's you're in charge. You they come on you've basically got out of dodge here personally but either way um i hope with the new ceo who's come in or come back in either way um they are taking this seriously and they're doing what it's what it sounds like it sounds like they are taking this seriously and the, hopefully i hope the guard further down the line will hear things are now different at this place things have been better things uh they've got rid of the the deadwood trash the bullies the discriminators the the toxic 
people out and brought in a whole new people and it's now rejuvenated the whole the whole place and they can get onto Crusader Kings 2 or whatever the hell game it is oh, for yeah um, and do that and bring out hopefully another highly rated great game for everyone to play and everything um, I hope that but yeah it does sound like the LCE has got out of dodge there a little bit to me yeah oh. We will. Go, Amy. I feel like you've got something to say. No, you said it. You said it all. Oh, I got the thing. Like, like, yeah, it's like, it's hard to talk about because it's like, it's like, this just happened. We have no stories. We just know about the, the, the gender discrimination and the and the bullying, which I don't want to downplay. That is very serious, but... It's a cancer. It really is disgusting. It's it's horrific. I, I, and, and I hate that it's happening again to another studio, at another studio, but like, we all, we, we, we all know. You, me, everybody... Like out there, like knows that this isn't, this isn't confined to who we've already talked about, and we'll hear more stories like this in the future. Um, and yeah, it's it's a case of who, like, what happens next. Like, this is what we want to see. What happens next? Like, we've seen, we've seen a company like do absolutely nothing. Um, basically ignoring it. Uh, we've seen we've seen another company. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, a different one in a bit, and. It's just which direction Paradox takes it at this point, and we'll, be, we'll keep an eye on it. Hopefully, like they want to use a third-party neutral firm to conduct a thorough audit of their processes. Hope you use the different one from Ubisoft. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Um, moving on. Twitch sues users over hair raids. This is from Jeffrey Rousseau over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes yesterday. Hmm. Ish. Streaming site Twitch filed a lawsuit against users who are allegedly behind recent hair raids. As reported by Wired, the complaint alleges that users Cruise Control and Creatine Overdose are responsible. The company said in the suit that Twitch has zero tolerance for hateful conduct and that it values the diversity of its community. The case states that Twitch took swift <laughs> action uh, and spent significant resources investigating and banning defendants to halt their actions. However, they have averted those measures by creating multiple accounts and by regularly changing the software code they use to automate their hate rates. Twitch says Cruise Control is responsible for nearly 3,000 bot accounts while Creatine Overdose has admitted to using the bots and showing others how they operate. Additionally, the case states that Twitch believes the accused are part of a hate raiding community. The company also believes the two individuals are operating out of the Netherlands and Austria. Twitch has taken legal action against bots makers before in 2018. It won a case against users who artificially inflated a Twitch channel's number of viewers and followers. <laughs> Swift action. Apart from that terrible quote of swift action and all like that, um, this That's is this is something. At the end of the day, um, they need to still do more. I'm just going to state this as a fact here. Twitch still need to do more. Um, I saw like a friend of ours tweet out said like he had one great day, like an amazing day. Like I like he was on the front of the page. The next day he tweeted out, oh, and it's basically the screen of like who was in his chat and he's basically like, well I know what type of day I'm going to get today and I'm just like oh for god's sake you go from that to that in two fucking days and that's just that's still the thing Twitch like they going after two days yes okay fantastic and I hope you're able to stop this and everything from them but well you, you still need to do more yeah you do like I mean we've we've like had some of the bot accounts the, you know the precursor bot accounts we've had those followers we had some on um phasmophobia day um it's fucking it's just a like you get a follow right 
on Twitch, and this barely happened, like compared to like what we've seen it happen to other people. But like you know, on a small scale, you get a follow, and it is it's horrible to not like have to check in with that follow and make sure you don't know what's like in case of what's about to happen. Like mm-hmm. you can't just sit there and be on Twitch and enjoy it and 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 banter with your community and chat with your community and just you have to and and like a new person comes in and you can't just you, you know you don't just can't just be like. Hi, welcome. You know, like, here we are. Like, let's let's vibe. It's like you yeah. side eye it, and you're like, "Is this it? Is this is this gonna happen? Is this a person? Is this a bot? Who knows?" And like, I've we've seen it over and over again from all sorts of different streamers. And Twitch did not take swift action. I don't even know if like allegedly, I don't even know if they have a zero tolerance for hateful conduct at this point. I really don't. It doesn't feel like they do. Um. Like they, they they bring up the ways in which like uh, people who control these bots have evaded their measures by creating multiple accounts. It's because you can create an unlimited amount of accounts with one email address. Twitch, there's a very easy solution to fix that. Like you can't stop it. At least make it more difficult. At least put a roadblock in. Yeah, make it difficult for them because they'll get bored of creating new emails over and over again really fast. Knowing that they can just use one email and get away with it, that's their that's their thing. But if you take away their kryptonite, if you you use their kryptonite against them, they'll stop. They they'll back off, like because they like that as they've made it so easy for themselves, they can do it so easy. But if you make it difficult for them, they'll get bored. Yeah, you won't be able that's, to stop. That's it's a terrible thing just to think that. It's like if you just cut their stuff away, they'll get bored and everything like that. You should still find them and get these people arrested or sue the crap out of them, everything like that. What you're doing with these two places, but that's just the thing is about it. And they'll they'll get bored so fast because they won't be getting what they want. They won't be getting the oh yes, I'm doing something evil and all like that. And they, they'll get like that, that's how it is. They they aren't getting they aren't getting the thrill that they want. And if you take that thrill away from them, they'll, they'll, they'll stop. Sure. Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> no, I mean, it's an escalating, never-ending thing. But like, It seems idea, like it's happening more and more. The, 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 the idea worked. is like when one side of like this escalates, the other side has to rise to meet it, which Twitch hasn't done. This is why it, fe- this is why it feels like it's getting worse, because it is getting worse. Like It is becoming yeah. more frequent. And the problem now is there's eyes on it, Twitch aren't doing anything meaningful to to combat it right now. So they're doing it more because more people are seeing it. And the more people that see it, they'll do it more. And if Twitch doesn't do something about it, it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse. And like we've had a day off Twitch. We've seen the impact that that had, as Foxes would have said, in, uh, pressure for it for change. Like is it is a fantastic thing, but like eventually, people are going to be driven off of Twitch. Yeah. People have already been driven off of Twitch. More people yeah. will be driven off of Twitch when you have to sit and spend an entire stream not playing games, not chatting with the community, not doing whatever it is that you do on Twitch, and instead you have to deal with a hate raid after hate raid. Like at, at a certain point, you just got to say, "Well, why am I here?" there's other platforms for me mixer like mixer being around right now would be would have been great but they're not it is. it's they're called not. facebook now oh, yeah sure like oh yeah let's move to facebook <laughs> is there there's no problems on facebook 
But like I said a couple of weeks ago when we first talked about this, like even Facebook does a better job of stopping shit like this than Twitch. And when Facebook's doing a better job than you at anything, yeah. <laughs> you've really got to take a look in the mirror. Oh, dear. Do better Twitch. Do better Twitch. Let's move on. Ubisoft activist group hopes to see meaningful response from newly appointed CCO. This is from Andrea Sheeran over at The Gamer, who writes, Ubisoft announced that today ish that Igor Mancher has been promoted to chief creative officer at the company. Mancher replaces Serge Haskway, who resigned last year over allegations of sexual misconduct. Workers' rights group yeah. Better Ubisoft has issued a response to Mancher's promotion. Mancher... Spelling error. Manchea is now a direct report to Ubisoft CEO Yves Gilmore. He has also come under fire for his response to abuse allegations that Ubisoft employees say wasn't good enough. A statement from Ubisoft says Manchea will, quote, be responsible for defining and nurturing Ubisoft's overall creative vision and guiding the creative direction of its games so that they are accessible, irresistible, and enriching for all players, end quote. Sorry, I scrolled down too far. Mancho's duties will include working with company studios to include diverse perspectives and sensibilities on Ubisoft's projects. His career with the company began in 1998 in business marketing, working on franchises like Far Cry, Rainbow Six, and Splinter Cell. Mancho's promotion follows another statement from current and former employees in May, saying nothing has changed after the abuse allegations began. A better Ubisoft responded to Manchester's new position, opening that the group of former and current employees were, quote, looking forward to working with him, quote, towards their goals, and directing the CCO to an open letter signed by over a thousand colleagues. The letter called out Ubisoft's poor response after a year of inaction from the company, saying employees, quote, received kind words, empty promises, and an inability or unwillingness to remove non-offenders, end quote. A better Ubisoft hopes to see a meaningful response, but highlighted concerns that this hire does contradict Eve's statement, where he said editorial leadership should be redefined and the creative officer role would not be consolidated to one individual. Quote, There is no clear expression of the creative process, and there is a shocking lack of diversity in the VPs, read the statement from a better Ubisoft. Manchot and the former executive he replaces are both white men. The group notes that two more VPs were to be hired, but that Ubisoft failed to pursue further progress after it hired Bio Jade Adam Granger as VP of Ubisoft's editorial team in February of this year. Quote, Currently, as it stands, the creative team at Ubisoft is composed of white people who are of uniform cultural backgrounds. Continue to better Ubisoft. The group expressed its lack of confidence in the future shape of the editorial team and reminded the company that VP editorial Patrick Plode maintained his role after multiple reports of misconduct and Serge Haskaway's former right hand was still involved with high-level recruitment. I said the wrong number last time, I will rephrase it. 46 days since the 1,000 current or former Ubisoft employees signed an open letter to management. 46 days of us recording, so by the time this launches, it'll be 47 days, probably. <sighs> Bold of you to assume I'd get the podcast out on time. <laughs> that is true as that as well. That is true as well. This smells of the CEO literally trying to duck and cover here. And that he's trying to literally say, you do this, 
I'm staying out the hell out of the way for a while. And I and like you're only gonna see me when we do our Ubisoft forward and it's gonna be like at the end saying, We are good. Bye, all that. And you're just like, God and it's like, God Yeah, what is the, how do you say his name? Yaviv. Yaviz. Uh Eve. Eve. Like Christmas Eve. 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 Okay. Eve, you need to go. I don't care. You need to go. Whatever aspect that you either knew or didn't know still makes you an, an a terrible neglective boss. So I'm just saying that again, you need to go. I don't know much about this new person who's come in at all. I don't know if this person is a good person or a bad person or anything like that. Okay. Um, I so I'm hoping that it is that this person who comes in will speak to a better Ubisoft and literally say, let's try and sort something here. Let's try and sort something here. I don't think anything's going to happen here. See, whatsoever. I, w- I, want, I, I want to believe things can get better. You know, I mean, yeah. you know I want to, but I don't think they are based on this. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Like, I'm trying to be, like, thankfully, Joseph and Kyle, like I said, they've kept me a little bit positive and hyped here. So I'm trying to think, Ubisoft, we know you can be goddamn better, for God's sakes. Get Ego Man- Manchester has been promoted to chief creative officer. The, the red flag, I mean, apart from the fact that, you know, Eve Gilmore said, oh, we're not going to have one person be a chief creative officer, and then he's appointed one person as his chief creative yeah. officer who happens to be a, a white guy, is yeah. he's worked at the company since 1998. That's not the guy you hire if you want things to change. Also, he's hired inside. He's, he's hired, hired inside. His okay. career with the company began in 1998, working on franchises like Far Cry, Rainbow Six, and Splinter Cell. It just that's not. And again, like I, I, I echo what a better Ubisoft have said, where they like they're hopeful that like they can talk to this person and like to see a meaningful response, especially to their to their open letter. But you don't hire someone who's been at the company for. 20 what coming up to 20 23 24 years like there's the guy who to usher in change well i'll kind of just to a little bit i agree to a certain point but i've for me would be you can but you still do what you said you were going to do you hire from outside and bring in two diverse voices who haven't been tainted by the ubisoft effect i would completely agree overall saying they should just they should have just brought in three new people outside altogether but as a, just as a counter, kind of I can understand bringing someone up and everything like that. But you should 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 have agreed to what you said is bringing two other people from outside, all, all together, three people where they can all work together and literally do what is needed for Ubisoft. Ubisoft we know is a great company. We know they throw out great great games for the most part. Yes, they're getting a bit wary and a bit sickly of how it's the same thing over and over again. But we they have a they have an incredible history that. We want to be talking about in a great light. I'm sick of saying this every time we talk about this company or Activision or anything like that. We want to be talking about them in a great light. They have the heritage that Ubisoft has is a heritage to be in gaming to be proud of. To for the Cox culture, you should be should be all fired basically with the higher ups I, and everything for it. Yeah, and, like we both know that there are people that work there that. Like in terms of like yeah. developers, like 
that are amazing people, and we know that. They're incredibly talented, fantastic people. They deserve a lot better. They really do. So I hope I like I'm I I have a better Ubisoft on my ta- on my Twitter. I follow them and like I have them on like notifications. So if they Same. tweet out, I get the notification for it so I know yeah, what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm always keeping an eye on this. So we've been reading the I've been reading the tweets for the last couple of weeks. I'm going to I'm, but what I'm gonna do is because we've done we've done the news story, we're we're pressed for time. I'm gonna save the tweets for next week. And then I'm yeah. going to read everything. So like two weeks worth of tweets next in next week's podcast. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, you said you were going to do it and you skipped it after only a couple of weeks. It's like, did a story. We're moving on. I'll, I'm going to do 14 tweets next week. <laughs> um, And I'm going to keep doing it until things fucking change. So moving on to the next news story. Riot Games diversity figures slowly inching up. This is from... Marie DeLisandri over at GamesIndustry.biz, who writes, Riot Games has published its annual diversity and inclusion report showing a slight increase in the representation of women and people from underrepresented backgrounds at the company. 24% of Riot staff globally were women in 2020, the report showed, and 10.2% of the U.S. staff were underrepresented minorities, URM, defined as black or African-American, Hispanic, Latin, I don't know how to pronounce this, and I've never looked it up. Hold on, I want to look it up. How to pronounce? Um, how to pronounce lion? Uh, pronouncing the X is the name of that, so you get something like Latinx. Oh, okay. I know how to do it now. URM defined as black. Sorry about that, everybody. URM defined as black or African American, Hispanic, Latinx, or Spanish origin, and Native American or Alaska Native in the U.S. This compared to twenty-two percent of women globally in twenty nineteen and nine point two percent of URMs in the U.S. Looking at new hires, the number of women declined year on year, with twenty-eight percent of new hires globally being women in twenty twenty versus thirty-two percent in twenty nineteen. In terms of leadership, 29% of Riot's executive team are women versus 27% in 2019. Underrepresented minorities represent, represented 22% of Riot's leadership in 2020 versus 18% in 2019, and 14% of new hires were URMs compared to 13% the year before. Alongside the report, Riot's chief diversity officer, Angela Rosborough, commented to say that the past year has been, quote, beyond challenging and a moment to remember that DNI is not meant to be a crisis function, but rather a business strategy. She added, I believe in Riot Games and what Riot is doing here to make real change for ourselves, players, and the industry as a whole. We will continue to listen, learn, and grow because the work is never done. The path we are on is not an easy one, but it is a worthwhile one, end quote. Riot published its first annual report about its diversity efforts last year, following an in-depth article from Kotaku in 2018 highlighting its sexist workplace culture. The report led to a class action lawsuit against Riot, which is still ongoing. Okay, taking aside the class action lawsuit against them, that needs to kick their butt, like we've said on multiple occasions. This is good. Things are slowly moving. Yes, I, I agree with everybody. Hope we would wish it to move faster. That's what we always wanted to do, but sadly, things just it, it doesn't happen in that way. It just it just doesn't work that way, sadly. But hopefully, by like this is slowly moving. This is what we want to hear. This is how it, like this is what we want to hear that things are changing. 
with a company that has had like sexual discrimination, the whole thing, lawsuits against them right now, they're showing that they are actually trying and changing stuff. There's no doubt about it. I'm pretty sure. We can see it in the figures as well. It's not like the time Ubisoft said, oh, we are changing. Trust us, lol. Yeah. We can see it in numbers and percentages. And this is what we want. And that's like, I'll take my cap off the Riot Games. Well done. Still need more, but well done. You're well, going in the direction that we want you to hit do. Yeah, they are, they are absolutely like, it's very slow. I wish it was faster as well. They are moving in the direction, in in a correct direction. They've had they've, they've hit some mon- monumental speed bumps in the past couple of years. And if they do it again, we'll talk about it again. There's one quote from Angela Roseborough that I hope to fucking Christ isn't just a soundbite and is actually like a belief at the company because it's fantastic and every company in the entire world needs to take this quote to heart I'm like <laughs> this is a moment to remember that diversity and inclusion is not meant to be a crisis function but rather a business strategy. Diversity and inclusion isn't a button you push when you get in trouble for being terrible at something. It's something that you should just do all the time. Yeah. That's a fucking phenomenal quote, and I really hope that is part of the core ethos of Riot Games, and it needs to be part of the core ethos of everyone. Like, I read this quote, I read read this news article, and I read that quote, and I was blown away by that quote. I hope. My hopes are all with you, right, Games? Like, I haven't said that, I don't think, ever since I've been on this podcast. I am hoping, my my hopes are with you, right, Games? You are going in the right direction. This is what we want to see. This is what we want to see from all companies. Yeah, it needs to, this is like, like companies that are out there right now that haven't like been hit by the toxic work culture news story, right? Like that think they're coasting along, getting away with it. Like this still needs to be, this still needs to be your approach to this too. Even if you aren't hiding a toxic work culture right now, this should still be your approach because it's a fucking phenomenal approach. Yeah. And I'm not saying Riot Games are doing this, and I'm like, you know, like we've got numbers that say things are getting better, but I can't speak to the internal working culture of Riot Games right now. But I'm, yeah. what I'm talking about is that one specific line. And if Riot Games are doing that, brilliant. Everybody should be doing that. Diversity and inclusion should just be a business strategy. It's a great Hell business yeah. strategy. <laughs> right, we've got one last news story. I've trimmed it up here. We're ending on a positive. Bugs Next developer permanently shifts to four-day weeks. This is from Natalie Clayton over at PC Gamer. Who writes, Bugs Next and Octodad developer Young Horses has permanently shifted to a four-day work week, following a unanimous decision to give the shorter work week a trial run back in July. Speaking to Axios, studio founder Phil T- Tibitorsky noted that the studio already expected staff to only be working 35-hour weeks. Cutting a day off has lowered that expectation to 32 hours. Quote, might as well give people the peace of mind that they can relax doing their own thing on their own time than have someone feel guilty for doing it at work, said Tibitorsky. We know what we have to get done and by when, or we're making our own schedule entirely and things get done when they are done, end quote. 
Overwork is a constant issue in the games industry, and we frequently hear of developers like CD Projekt or id Software crunching to meet deadlines and expectations. Tibitowski does reckon that the team's smaller size, Young Horses only has eight full-time employees, made the transition easier, but that isn't impossible for larger studios to follow suit. Quote, it was easier for us to implement because to measure our team's small out our small team's output is simply relative to those bigger studios. So our trial period and decision making is faster than a studio who has to get buy-in from so many departments and investors. End quote. Hell to the yes to this. Hell to the yes. Can I just Hell. can can I go first? Because I I actually Yo. have I actually have relevant experience of this. <clears throat> so like we've both talked about previous jobs that we've held where we've both worked stupid amount of hours in different industries um and right now as like as it currently stands i do a four-day work week like it's it was my choice to 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 do a four-day work week and the the difference between doing a four-day and a five-day work week is night and day like on everything on like general happiness and contentment mental health on like my quality of life like having that one extra day like makes such a big difference like you wouldn't you might not think it it would like it's just an extra one extra day like but like having that is it made significant difference to my life um so like i applaud anyone that that follows this this four day work week um seems to be picking up momentum like in the world in general um, a lot of places, a lot of countries, a lot of companies are seeming to be trying this uh, this four day work week out, and and it is like I I can sit here and attest to it's a phenomenal idea that makes a huge difference for people. I think I haven't worked in this type of thing before, so I can't really comment on much. I'm only going off what like I've seen from the data and obviously what you've spoken about, but um. Mental health is an incredibly important thing, and to see to hear that people are now better because going to a four day work week helps them out so much is an incredible thing to do. And like, we want things to get better for people so they can not only do the job and be productive, but also know that they're going to be coming home and seeing their families and having a good time and chilling and efforting and not having to worry about work. And that's what the balanced life is needs to happen. I'm sick of hearing the, I'm just going to say the old, the old timers of who sadly I'm probably, at the end of the day, that's how you grew up or that you were doing a five day work week, doing a crunch hours like crazy, doing all these stupid, ridiculous, terrible hours. Well, look at you now, you're, you're hot, nine times out of 10, you're, you're all over the place. You may not be able to walk properly as well, and you have probably no energy to even see your grandchildren or anything like that. And that's not something I would want anyone to want. Uh, a four-day work week is incredibly important. A good health lifestyle. A good, knowing that your employees are happy, it should be the main element for any any business. Yeah, absolutely. It really should be. Like, happy employees are healthy employees. Or productive yeah. employees. And that is as close to capitalism as I will ever preach. Um, I, yeah, I, I've told you on many occasions. Like, I, I do, I, I am more, more pro capitalist. You are, but I do think things can get better. Like, moving to a four-day work week will help things overall. 
we can we can we can do a we can we can do a political theory podcast one day (laughs) i never want i never want to get dragged into it in a podcast uh, like where we discuss socialism and capitalism i'm just throwing up my thing yeah yeah of course it could be a right old pain in the ass I just want I just want people to know why I'm not responding like in depth, and it's just because I'm trying to keep us on topic. Um, she's just shooting me down, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right. No, no, like socialism is better. That's, you just have to deal with it. Like, um, <laughs> got got him. No, this is this is this is phenomenal, and like the the argument that like, well, I had to work hard in my day, like, and I worked a million hours a week and never saw my kids and did this and did that, blah blah blah. Like, I don't, that's not, that you're not making, okay, Boomer, you're not making the argument you think you are, because why don't we just fix that? We could just fix that and make things better. I don't understand this mentality that the older generation, and yes, I'm going to say it, it's the older generation. The older generation has for making the pe- making the generations behind them suffer because they had to suffer. And I, and I, I will point out that Boomers did not have to suffer that much relative to the, the generations around them. The generation before them had to fight in, in one of the, the worst wars that, the world has ever seen and the generations after them are having to deal with the the, the stupendous mess that they're leaving of the the entire planet so like the argument that like they had to suffer so we have to suffer like no no we, we could just fix things let's just fix things yeah. instead it's idiotic <laughs> really is like if let's I just fix it. things <laughs> like I was talking to my friend um a few days ago saying like I through my through like my work and the people I work with and like the people I work with who have chosen to be friends with as opposed to just work with, like I get to hang out with a lot of people from Gen Z. Gen Z is amazing. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. The the young people like that that I get to interact with and hang out with are fucking amazing people. Like let's follow their lead <laughs> because they know what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Um. And on the other point, this is a good story to follow up with on the Naughty Dog stuff we were talking about a little while ago, which is that this is the polar opposite. And to me, I just want to take this story and I just want to slam it into Neil Druckmann's face and just say, how can you not do this? (laughs) Because this is how it should work. Like, the quotes from here are literally the polar opposite of the quotes we saw from Druckmann. Yeah. Like I like I've said stated many times. I know we're on short for time here, but I just want to just quote the God of War documentary that's out there. That Rising Kratos or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's a incredible documentary. It is yeah. fantastic, especially if you want to know what about game development, all like that. But I, I cringed when I literally heard some of the staff say, "Oh, I don't mind crunching." I'm like, "What? You shouldn't have to be minding it." As much as God of War is a one of the arguably one of the masterpieces that have come out lately of the last ten years. No, I don't care. Right. I don't want to hear you crunching, sir. Oh madam, or anything. I don't want that. God of War is my favorite is probably my favorite game of the last generation. And I've watched Raising Kratos like four times. The fact that you've said that means I'm probably gonna watch it again, like within the next few days. Like, yeah. if not tonight, after this podcast. And like and I love that game, but like, if I had, if you, I, you can take your time, and we don't mind. 
Like yeah. we don't mind if I was if I was only playing God of War last year. Like because you took an extra couple of years. So like you were working healthily and safely and minding the happiness and mental health of your employees. That's absolutely fine. There's a moment in that documentary where the with the woman i forget her name it's been a while since i've seen it with the woman where she's talking about never seeing a family and she's crying and it's just like that and that's just yeah. the that's just the little glimpse that you can see of this that sony allowed into their documentary that's the tip that's the tip of the iceberg basically like, i'm pretty sure that basically hinted that because of what's happened with this game right even though she's incredibly proud she, i'm pretty sure she basically had a divorce because of this yeah like okay that sounds no. like it was hinting at that may for me, like, I think. And yeah, that's might be wrong conjecture there, so. on our part, but like it's, yeah. we shouldn't even be watching a documentary about a video game being made and seeing yeah. things like that. Like let's see people happy that they made something so amazingly incredible as God of War. Yeah. And be happy as thinking we took our time. Not, we didn't Yeah. And not have to look back on it and go, fucking hell, I like the work I put into that. Like yeah, work hard on it within four days, five days, reasonable shift lengths. Like, don't look back on it and go, fucking hell, I was working 80 hours a week. Rub some yep. of the sheen off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, anyway, I was banging the desk a lot there. I apologize for our audio listeners. I was I was picking up and and play, and playing with and dropping the scrunchie that was nearby because I was getting stressed. Um, I didn't hear you anything, so if I didn't oh, hear anything, I'd be very surprised with you. Uh, right let's now. do games out this week. <laughs> yes, indeed. Deathloop PC and the PlayStations. Deathloop is a next-gen first-person shooter from Akin Leon, the award-winning studio behind Dishonored. In Deathloop, two rival assassins are trapped in a mysterious time loop on an island of, of, of Black Reef doomed to repeat the same day for eternity. East Ward, PC and Switch, welcome to the charming world of East Ward. A population declining journey through the society on the brink of collapse, discover delightful towns, strange creatures, and even stranger people. We wild, we weird, a trusty wield a trusty fry frying pan, seriously, and mystical powers on an adventure into the unknown. Game Deck PC. Game Deck is a single cyberpunk IP RPG. Who you are a game detective who, who solves crimes inside virtual worlds. Uh, use your wits to gather info from your witness and and suspects. Get into the bottom of the, the of the detective scheme of the the, yeah, the schemes. The game con con continually adapts to your decisions and never judges. I don't like the sound of that. Skatebird PC, the Xbox Game Pass and Switch. Grind on bendy straws, kick flips from staples and care. Carve killers lines, carve killer lines through cardboard and sticky tape parks. Above all else, Skatebird try their best. Skatebirds try their best. The Amazing American Circus, PC, Xbox and the Switch. Roll up and play a deck-building game like no other. Gather weird and wonderful performers, amazing audience, amaze audiences. Explore gl glide, glide, age, America. 
uh, Gilded America, sorry, and transform your run-down circus into an entertainment empire. Play your cards right, and you could claim the crown of the greatest showman from P.T. Barnum. So, capitalism. <laughs> sorry, you had to. Ag- Agam 2? Ar- Aragami 2. Aragami 2, thank you very much. PC, place the Xbox, and the greatest thing out there, Game Pass. Aragami 2 is a third-person stealth game where you play as an assassin with the power to control the shadows. Join the Shadow Clan and fight the invader, invader armies to protect your people. Severed Steel PC, a stylish single-player FPS featuring a fluid... Wait, did you freeze? Oh no. It's froze. Well, this isn't good. The me- the mess the merciless frog clang. Ah, uh, stop you there. Can you-, can you froze for like ages. <laughs> yeah. Seventh, oh, well- you got the seventh steel, and then you just you were like. <laughs> I did not notice that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like you back. <clears throat> um, just go back from go back to seventh steel. Oh. Did I say all of seventh steel? Or just just froze? start from seventh steel. <laughs> Okay, Seven Steel, a stylish single-player FPS featuring a fluid stunt system, destructible environments, loads of bullet time, a unique one-armed protagonist, and a dark electronic soundtrack. Tales of Iron, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. It is an RPG adventure with punishingly brutal combat. As Reggie, heir to the throne, you must embark on a perilous quest to reclaim your kingdom, explore a charming world, assemble a, baran- a band of brave companions, banish the merciless frog king. Clang, clang. To Tom, PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Set out on a delightful explanation, exploration and use your photographic eyes to uncover the mystery, mysteries of the magical tomb. In the, this hand-drawn adventure game, chat chat with the quirky characters, solve their problems, and by snapping neat photos and make your way through a relaxing landscape. I like relaxing. We do indeed. Amy. Someone pointed we out to me that like, I, I clearly wanted to go and live on a farm or in the woods, or basically away from human humanity and technology, because I was we were talking about what video games we'd like to live in, and all mine yeah. were like Stardew Valley and <laughs> Pokemon Snap, like just walking around taking pictures of Pokemon, like. And it's just like, yeah, you should just move to a hut in the woods and become a hermit. And I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll do that. Text and Phil, do you want to buy a farm? <laughs> Uh, it's time for Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the Open Critic average at the time of recording gets one point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we more or less, we tried to, 
we tried to guess the open critic average. We never actually told anyone we were changing the podcast schedule. I just want to point that out. We didn't even do it in the intro because we had our very special and amazing guests. Oops. Last week, more or less, we tried to guess the open critic average of Life is Strange to you, Krillers. True Colors. I guessed it would get a 74. Moody guessed it would get a 79. Foxes guessed it would get a 71. At the time of recording, because Moody hasn't corrected me otherwise, Life is Strange 2 Colors has an open... Why can't I say True Colors? True Colors has an open critic average of 81, which puts the scores at Amy, 17. Moody, 14. Foxes, 6. Keith, 10. With two draws. This week, there was only one. There was only one choice for us to guess and it's death loop pretty sure the reviews are going to drop on monday so probably before this podcast drops but we ain't seen them so That's true. what do you reckon idiot idiot where did you possibly get that number from <laughs> most games are gonna get 88 <laughs> Um, hey, it works for me in Psycho Rots, that's all I'm saying. I'm gonna guess something's gotta do something's gotta gotta do this at some point in twenty twenty one. It has to go above nine. <laughs> it has to go above ninety. Something has to get to ninety or above. One game. And it's I'm... a PlayStation exclusive. Um so it has a chance and there's no doubt about it, but um Yeah. We will see. It looks cool. I've been super excited for it. It's right up there, like, in terms of, like, games I'm most excited to play. Like, it was, like, Lake was up there. Deathloop yeah. was up there. So, like, I'm excited. And I'm going to let that excitement carry me to guessing that it's going to get a 90. Movie. Do we want to finish off uh, with a... Uh, or do, do we want to not announce the stuff uh, about Foxes? Um... I was going to make a very, very dark joke there. Um, yeah, go for it. Foxes has sadly, sadly decided that he can no longer be podcasting. Um, just time constraints on his side and everything. And he just is basically, we were thinking of moving it to recording on a Sundays anyway and to release on a Monday. And he's uh, it just couldn't work for him and everything. And we love him to bits. And hopefully one day he can come back just on a, maybe just as a one-off basis sometime. Like maybe when E3 comes around, we'll get him back on and everything. Um, I, want, I want to get him for Game Craig. <laughs> next year at least oh definitely i think that'll be brilliant yeah no doubt but about it but hopefully this means that we can all play games more frequently together and you can get more hilarious phasmophobia streams oh god yeah the phasmophobia streams have been pretty exciting and funny as hell but yes um we love you the bit foxes and we really do like we can't wait for you again like yeah you're one of our favorites um moody but nowadays, you know, there's an open space out there. <laughs> uh, don't do that. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I no, 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 no. Look at, I look don't at it this way. that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> look, look at it this way, Foxes. We have to get Joseph and Kyle to replace you. That's that's how that's how much we miss you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Moody, it's t- I think it's time for the end of the podcast. Do you have an inspirational quote for me? Because I'm liking yes. this. I'm liking closing the podcast out with these. As the, with the new release date for our podcast, as it is Monday. It's a brand new week, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone. 
So every day is a new beginning. Take a deep breath, smile, and start again. Remember, you are awesome. I'm trying to decide what, what I'm just not. It's a great quote. <laughs> what I was trying to figure out was: is he pausing? Or is he done? <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> You're I'm done. done. All right, cool. I'm Let's done. go. And see you later, everybody out there. Go follow PlayStation Podcast. No, I did it again. Go follow a trophy room, the Trophy Room of PlayStation Podcast. They're amazing. You've just seen them. If you've watched this podcast for the first hour or so of the show, um, so you you know you know how good, how cool they are. That's gonna do it. Say bye, Mooney. Ah, Moody. <laughs>